0: Relationship Alive is sponsored in part by listeners like you. If you find the show to be helpful and would like to make a contribution, just visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And today's show is also sponsored in part by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on the path to a happier life and a thriving relationship. For a special offer for you, visit Talkspace.com slash Alive. Also, many of the things that we're going to talk about in this episode require a lot of really great communication between you and your partner. If you're interested in learning how to communicate in relationships so that no matter what you're talking about, the good things or the challenging things, you can become more connected with your partner, then please consider downloading my free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets. To do that, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash relate or you can text the word RELATE to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. Okay, I think that's everything. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. I have a confession to make. When this podcast began, I had a bit of an intention for you. And that intention was to learn a completely new way of making love. And at the heart of that intention for me were writings and things that I had read and experiences that I had had around this notion of slow sex or carezza or non-orgasmic sex. And so for those of you who haven't been with me since the the very beginning, if you haven't been listening since the, the very top, then this might be like, you might be like, well, what's he talking about right now? So before I go any further, I just want to encourage you to make sure you go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes. And I will tell you specifically just which ones in just a moment. So... Because of this, and because this way of making love is so different, there are questions that come up. And so there are some questions that have come to me from um, from you. And I'm having today a magical opportunity to ask some of those questions to one of the masters herself. And that is Diana Richardson, who is the author of, among many books... The heart of tantric sex, uh, tantric sex for men, the tantric orgasm for women. The list goes on and on of powerful books that Diana has written to help you come to understand how this different way of making love can have such a profound impact on your personal life and on your relationship, particularly a long term relationship where you want to keep things vital and alive in the bedroom as much as you do um, in the the meals that you cook together. So our first episode together, Diana and, and my, was actually episode two. It was the second episode that came out. And uh, you can listen to that by visiting neilsatin.com slash tantra, T-A-N-T-R-A. And this is actually our third conversation together. I feel so blessed. Um, the second conversation that she and I had were about her approach to emotional well-being and how, do you, how you get back to love in a relationship over and over again. And that's neilsatin.com slash Tantra2. Um, so today's episode, we will have show notes and um, any uh, important links Uh, at neilsatin.com slash tantra three. And if you want to also uh, easily get a link to download the show guide for this episode, you can text the word passion to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. So I think that's all the background that you're going to need. We'll bring you up to speed as we can. And this is going to be one of my shorter episodes um, because we're going to get right to the point with some of these questions. But first, let me just say, Diana, it is such a pleasure to have you back here on Relationship Alive.
1: Well, thank you, Neil. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure.
0: Of course, of course. Um, your work is so important, and uh, it's an honor to be able to have you here to talk about it, so I don't just have to talk about how great it is. So um, so diving in, and one of the very first things you said when we just got on the line this morning was talking about how, in essence, what you teach is so simple that it comes to being aware and bringing awareness to yourself as your making love with your partner. Um, and one of the things that we spoke about in our first time together and that, that comes up as a recurring theme in your books is getting people off of the cycle of, of an addiction to excitement in their relationship and relying on this, um, like building up a charge and building up tension in order to have sex with each other. And, um, and instead to ease into relaxation and to let relaxation be your guide when you're making love. So the first question that I have for you is if we're not building excitement and tension, um, some people learn to rely on that in order for the mechanics of their body to actually be able to experience um penetration let's say so and particularly for women you you write about this a lot where where women often invite a man into their bodies before they're ready so how does that work? If you're not like focused on getting excited, then how do your bodies know and what is that shift like? How is it different um, in your approach to making love?
1: <laughs> Many questions in there. <laughs> Look, the most important thing to realize is that we as humans, we don't have much body perception and awareness. It's rare to find a person who's present in their body. And it's to do with, um, you know, all our education is all mind-oriented. And there's very little attention paid to body. Of course, one, two hours a week in sports and so on. But not the capacity to perceive the body in a positive way. It's more negative perception. Like when we have an ache or we're ill or so on. So it's about re-anchoring one's awareness or place of attention back Into our own bodies, and that's not something you can just, you know, pull up when you with a partner. You have to start practicing that in your daily life. Keep coming back from thinking to feeling, observing how you're sitting, how you're standing. Make adjustments so that your body is more relaxed. Because when the body is relaxed, energy or life force or vitality has the capacity to expand, and that is actually the fundamental. That is the ground. foundational definition of tantra is capacity to expand energy and the fact is is that because we don't have much body awareness we're very tense we're very compressed and is becomes really really obvious because we have this belief that we have to build things up and we do that through excitement through stimulation so we heavily imprinted that we have to produce something in sex instead of Actually, feeling what we are feeling, and we've lost this capacity really to feel ourselves on a more cellular level. So to break that um, you know thing you know from you know what you talk about in addiction to excitement, it's to understand that we need to shift from sensation to sensitivity. So sensation is very extrovert dependent on a situation where sensitivity is your intrinsic perception and appreciation and feeling of your body in any given moment and especially in sex because there's a whole other life going on inside the body but our minds are directing our bodies. So what we look at, you know, we think, oh, this is – you know, how sex goes, we have to, you know, bring it to a peak, and um, but actually it's our minds directing our bodies. It's not really our body. So to kind of reorient ourselves, we have to start increasing basically our level of embodiment and remembrance, turning the attention inwards and feeling the body And, you know, of course, it's a subtle shift. It's a slow shift. It's not like we can flick a switch because it's like retraining um, our awareness, retraining our nerve, you know, nervous um, setup. Um, But it does require this continually reflecting back in the body. And the more you can do it in your normal life, your daily life, you know, when you're standing, you know, when you're cooking, when you're driving, when you're typing, I'm constantly scanning myself, seeing where I'm holding unnecessary tensions, relaxing, softening the body. And each time one brings the awareness to the moment, one is present, and um, that has certain blessings. In itself, so people always think, "Oh, I should always be relaxed." It's not that; it's more about catching the moment and just remembering to widen and soften, because then we gain more access to the inner subtle experiences. And we are very much trained in intensity, and we we think that, especially in sex, all the good things happen when it's intense. But the fact is the more that we rely on sensation um, to have our sexual experiences, the less sensitive we become. So then you ask, you know, the body requires more sensation to produce a result. And so the sensitivity slowly, slowly decreases. So really helpful is for people to do more with their own bodies, especially on the softer side, uh, not... Um, you know, things that are more introspective rather than extrovert. Good things are somatic experiencing, craniosacral work, massage is good, that you can start to feel pleasure in the body. Not sexual pleasure, but pleasure of being a being, you know, in a body. And actually that is the most ancient brain we have is to, just perceive ourselves as an organism with a cellular vitality and uh, that's the oldest part of our brain you know over 500 million years old and slowly with the development of human you know mankind we've moved more forward our brains have developed more in thinking and feeling and then um yeah the whole mind thing analysis and so on so we've shifted away from this Who we are, we are first and foremost a body which is an organism and has an intrinsic capacity to feel, a sensual capacity.
0: So, And it sounds like what you're saying is that by doing this and by doing this with a partner – Following the love keys, for instance, which you we talked about in our first conversation, and which you detail extensively in the heart of tantric sex, um, that something wakes up that that is like excitement, but different because you still have to get to that place of of feeling if you're a woman feeling the receptivity, and if you're a man feeling, that um the arousal
1: um yes you know it's really all how you you look at it basically mm-hmm. and then um, of course there is a difference between excitement and shall we say just being alive,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: excitement always has some kind of a direction. We want something out of it, but the more we can just relax together and just enjoy being together, and let something emerge from that, or not. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Be more playful. Mm-hmm. Like, does happen every time. So, even your question, which is many people's question, is you know has already a goal in it. Mm-hmm. We have to kind of get amped up to a certain extent. Now look, that is true, but it's all always about how you do it. If touch or a certain stimulation is very goal-oriented, you want to produce a result in the other person, that person feels it. You know, often there's just like kind of a subtle closing down, so it's more how to touch each other, kiss, cuddle, just out of the moment rather with an agenda. And Of course, there is a shift, you know, when one stops relying on the normal patterns and beginning to, like, question and query and observe. There is obviously, like, um, kind of a falling off in erection, for instance. Mm. Um, But that's also healthy for man because man has tremendous fear not to have erections. So there's a lot of insecurity for him tied up in sex. Um, Is he going to manage this time, and what does he need to make that happen, rather than, you know, accept that, you know, sometimes erection is not happening, and feel good with that, rather, and for a man just to accept that erection is not happening is also empowering, because when we have this idea that erection equals masculinity, then men start to doubt themselves, so it's so helpful for man to, you know, really love his penis as it is, when it is, how it is, rather than the psychology coming into play. Um, So that is the value, you know, of another thing I know you wanted to talk about, which is, you know, erection without, sorry, uh, entering without erection.
0: Yes, yes. I'm it, glad it, you remembered that.
1: Yeah, relaxed entry or soft entry. I don't like to use the word soft because it's like soft or hard, so... Inbuilt in there is a certain imprinting. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, you know, relaxed. When he's relaxed, we can still go and relax. And, of course, it's a totally different experience. Um, but it does enable you to start to tune into finer levels of reality, cellular aliveness in the body.
0: Um Yeah, so a specific question about that, and just to give you listening, uh, like a little bit more information about what we're talking about, this is, again, described very clearly in Diana's books, um, but it's basically using lubrication on a non-erect penis and still being able to guide that into the vagina and... And rather than um, relying on stimulation to allow things to just happen in that place, and to feel the sen- sensation between these different parts of your body, to feel how it how they communicate with each other and how they wake up. Did I did I do an okay job summarizing that, Diana?
1: Yeah, yes, that's that's really good. What I would say about lubrication, I would suggest all the time,
0: not only in the case of when there's
1: when the penis is relaxed. Mm. Um, it just like makes the whole thing much smoother and easier. And, um, so really as a matter of course, mm. uh, it's lubrication, it's really great. It's very relaxing for women because often women don't start to lubricate until they get to quite a high level of excitement. And, um, or, in the beginning of a relationship, because some the heart energy is open, the breasts are open, and everything there 's a natural presence um, that enables you know more lubrication, but it does you know put a stress in a woman, it puts a stress in a man, and lubrication really is a, is a good way through
0: and- great so i'm gl- and i 'm glad that you mentioned that because that for me it has been a question about, and, and this has come in from listeners as well. Hey, babe. Chloe. Hi,
2: yeah, it's Hi, me.
0: yeah, I'm in the middle of an interview right now.
2: Oh, right, sorry. I just had something really important to talk to you about.
0: Oh, okay, what's going on?
2: Well, I was just doing the dishes downstairs, and you put the small plates in the bottom rack again, and I couldn't put any of the big items in the bottom, and I just really would like it if you could try not to do that anymore.
0: Okay, so what I'm hearing is that I put the plates on the, the small plates on the bottom rack of the dishwasher and you would really like me to put them on the top rack. Did I get it?
2: Yeah, you got it.
0: Okay, is there more? No. Okay, great. I'm gonna get back to this conversation.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, you can get back. Sorry.
0: That's okay, thanks.
2: Have a good interview.
0: (sighs) I think I need to text my therapist. Today's episode is brought to you by Talkspace.com, where you can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages anytime you want, or even do a live video chat. They make it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash alive. And as a special offer for you, you can use the coupon code alive to get $30 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com slash alive and the coupon code alive for $30 off. Thank you, Talkspace, for sponsoring today's episode. And now, back to the show. It sounds like what what um, relaxed entry and using plenty of lubrication allows a couple to do is, one, it takes pressure off the man for being... Um, erect. And, um, as a side note, I just got to say, I listened recently to a podcast by another, a leading therapist here in the States. And it was an episode dealing with quote unquote impotence on the case of a, of a man. And I was so longing for her to suggest your work. And it seemed like it wasn't even on the table for her. So I'm going to make sure I I send her a letter and and let her know Mm -hmm. that there's, there are other options available. Um, but on the flip side there's this question too and this because it's so important in your work this notion of women being ready to right. have a man inside them and i think a lot of women would use their state of lubrication as at least part of that knowledge so how does relaxed entry stack up against that where it doesn't end up feeling like a violation to a woman like like it's, it's- too soon yeah
1: Look, I just want to go back to this um, lubrication thing, just to be really clear, is that if you use condoms, you don't use any oil. Usually, I recommend natural oils, like sesame oil or coconut. Um, I used to recommend almond, less so now, because there are more oils on the market, Mm -hmm. Um, but with condoms, you don't use oil. Uh, Because then this becomes a hazard (laughs) because the oil destroys the rubber. Right. So it can, you know, lead to unwanted pregnancy Um, and really suggest to people that they use a natural oil, not these synthetic kind of silicon-based lubricants, which are lovely. They're very thin and silky and so on, but in the end, not so great, you know, for the body. Got it. So... You know, the thing about men and women is that we are equal forces, but we are opposite forces, and we are complementary forces. Now, in conventional sex, we can call it, we kind of treat ourselves much the same without appreciating that how our bodies awaken and turn on, so to speak, are very different. So a man turns on very quickly, you know kind of ever-ready situation. You know, it's a bit of a joke, but <laughs> generally speaking. Um, and woman as equal force, but opposite force. It means on a magnetic level, she warms up much, much more slowly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women will, in a moment of honesty, always admit that they would like more time before they, you know, let man into them. And often this... Appears to be reluctance or uh, frigidity is interpreted as uh, or women don't really like sex. It's just that we need more time for our bodies to get warmed up. And um, so when that is understood, and ma- man allows woman more time through understanding and compassion, <laughs> and woman asks for more time through courage and also understanding her own body then, you know, sex can really change its quality because both parts are ready for an an exchange. Um, And through that process, woman's body naturally becomes more receptive. So when man enters her, then woman's body takes man. Um, Regarding the relaxed entry, is that, Yes, a woman can take a man into her with a relaxed penis before she might be ready. But it is much, much less of a compromise to or an over, you know, stepping of boundaries or feeling a little bit put upon uh, entering with an erect penis. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if woman is not ready and man is erect and in he goes, that's quite a lot more for him to handle than if he's put in in a relaxed way.
0: Got it. Got it. And it sounds like if he's put in in a relaxed way, that that allows the, the waking up process to continue and to unfold.
1: Yes. It's like you start at neutral, not one at a, you know, 95% and the other one at 25%, but you kind of start much more neutral. And then You know, each one starts to tune in more with their own body, feel themselves, good to have eye contact, you know, share what you're feeling and so on. Um, Generally raise the level of awareness and start to bring one's perception to a finer level of reality. You know, like I said, we are sensation-based. We're afraid we're not going to feel something, which is often the impetus for moving and you know, building up on a sensational level. And, um, you know, just feel what you feel. And if you don't feel something, feel that. And, you know, f- what happened to me when I started in this whole process some decades ago was that I just felt so much sadness that I couldn't feel. And in allowing the sadness came the feelings, mm. also the cellular feelings, not just the sad feelings. So to be much more true to oneself and honest and come back to ground because we are all pretty hyped up about how it should be, how we should be, how the other should be, you know, where we want to go instead of just, well, let's put the bodies together.
0: Yeah, and see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. And And seeing what happens also means, you know, um, taking the awareness inwards, not Mm. just like lying there, like what's happening.
0: Yeah, I think that's, and, and that's really one of the places where it feels so expensive, is that you're, if you're aware of what's happening within you, and what's happening with your partner, in the moment, then that's where infinite variety, actually, and, and that feeling of aliveness actually happens.
1: And yes, that point about variety, you know, that is the thing, it's different every time and you know in the normal sex or what we expect of sex pretty much the same you know some are nicer than others more intense than others but we kind of pretty much know what road it's going to take whereas if you just leave it more to the bodies each time it has a different quality and what we always say in our making love retreats to couples and i believe for sure it's in the books and so on, is that start to observe how you feel afterwards. In normal sex, conventional sex, we focus on the peak and how intense was that. But then afterwards we find a falling off, often men and women alike, of of connection, of um, energy and so on. So that somehow is saying something about that event. Whereas if we just kind of chill together, be just more sweet and simple and human, we might not have, like, a great peak. We might have nothing. We might, you know, disconnect from, you know, separate penis and vagina from each other without having a tremendously remarkable experience, but you, it's quite possible that you start to observe for hours or days after, wow, I just feel much more sweet, I feel more happy, I feel more uplifted, and these things are important to observe. Um. So we need to start to give value to other levels of reality, not just like, you know, did we get it off or how great was that? And reclaiming sensitivity, and that sensitivity then translates into one's daily life. And, you know, you're by the river, you can smell the green, you can feel the moisture, you know, you feel how that feels in the body.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I've noticed is so challenging when I'm talking to people about this is, you know, I've, I often get this very quick, like, don't take my orgasm away from me kind of response, <laughs> like, both from men and from women, and women in particular, because in, in many cases, they're, they're reclaiming that ability to have peak orgasms in situations that often haven't really addressed that for them. So,
1: yes, it is definitely a delicate point. But uh, again, it comes down to this question, how? And it's not like you can just cut from one to the other. It's more like, okay, I've been doing this. or I think I should be doing this, i.e. having an orgasm, you know, every time I've been making love. Well, that's kind of the current situation. Who am I or how is it when maybe I this time don't push for it? So it's more of an inquiry rather than, you know, we can't just cut where we are. So um, also, if one does go for the peak or the orgasm, you know, just see how you can do it in a more relaxed way. And then you will also experience more expansion of energy, not this like narrowing that we get through tension. Mm. So it's a process of of. One pulling the awareness into what one usually does, and slowly learning through that, training oneself, and you do seem you will. Yeah, people do feel the value if they, you know, have that kind of intelligence in a way. And um, so yeah. it's really not against what we what we are doing. It's just that's how we imprint it. But the body has another capacity. So even to women reclaiming orgasm, yes, that's understandable. But how do we feel when actually we don't push to orgasm? If orgasm happens by itself without any effort from women, it's beautiful. But the moment we start pumping and contracting and building up the sensation, you know, the energy is being discharged out the body. So the question is, you know, how is it, with? I keep that inside me, who am I? How does it feel? And then can unfold a whole other aspect of being human, which is this capacity to, you know, contain energy, not just discharge it through the reproductive uh, necessities of nature. <laughs> um, and that's what what differentiates us from animals, really. I mean, they are pure awareness. They go through... You know, all their sexual manifestations is through hormones and seasons and what. There's no mind in it. Mm-hmm. It's just pure. And uh, whereas humans, we've got mind involved there. Um, so we we want it in a certain way, and we push it in a certain way, we imprint in a certain way. Um, but also this mind, you know, that it gives us the capacity. Of awareness, And it's, you know, to understand when we bring awareness to this very basic act, we can transform it.
0: I, I like also in the awareness to, to bring curiosity to it. And what, as you've mentioned several times today, just what are you noticing and what do you notice that's different? And if your, your normal, um, pumping and tension building peak orgasm if that's let's just call that oh one orgasm number one can you notice for yourself what an oh two is or an oh three or an oh four like how do do those subtleties enter your awareness right
1: Um, i think we've done well for today don't you
0: i think this has been great and i so appreciate as always your your willingness to to dive deep even in a shorter amount of time. I have one last quick question for you if it, if you don't mind and I think you'll see that it's appropriate if it's okay. Okay. So, modern couples often only have 15 or 20 minutes and we've talked about this um, the The wanting people to be able to set aside time an hour or two or more you know to like really be easeful and relaxed with each other, but if you really only had fifteen or 20 minutes with your partner, what would you do?
1: Well, look, ideal is to lie down together and uh, couples talk a lot It's good to have a time without talking but more being in the body mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, you know ideally, if one understands the whole relaxed entry and how that works, one could do that for twenty minutes. No problem. You know there's no performance stress, you don't have to get excited, you don't have to have energy, but you can connect. Um, so that comes highly recommended, or you just lie down together, each one falling back more on themselves, let the bodies just be there, you know, you can hold hands, take things very slowly. Um, just come more into the awareness and that already will start to elevate and, you know, make a shift in the connection.
0: Mm, And I have a feeling that if you do that, that you may start finding time that you didn't think you had.
1: (laughs) Well, yes, yes. Really, that is true. It's, you know, to create these little pockets and then the pockets start inviting you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Diana, I'm curious, how does your work apply to same sex couples?
1: We can incorporate it, but the thing is, I I write from self experience, so I can't project Mm. onto what the same sex situation is. Um, Certainly, any two people, if there's more awareness between them, love will grow. And any two people can become more present, uh, less goal oriented you know, bring more awareness into what is happening. Um, And this will transform Mm. their connecting. And um, about the polarities and so on, obviously, you know, on a magnetic level there is a a difference, but I think it's really, you know, people need to experiment and try things out for themselves. In my women's book, I do have a chapter on same sex um, because I had emails from women. So I was able to and their experiences using the information that I give, you know with another woman and um so those I was able to include in my book, but in the when I came to doing the the men's book, now Michael and I we had had no feedback from men at all about how they had incorporated these principles um or if you know, so we weren't able to write a a chapter on that and you know I'm really not into yeah. kind of guessing or <laughs> suppose but certainly awareness raises the level of any human interaction and especially when it's on a physical level so there is certainly in same sex a lot that can be done and obviously one can also accommodate and adjust once one has an understanding of the right know, the and I appreciate your, your
0: your integrity around that question, you know, that, that you're not just making a blanket, like, of course, this is, and it's exactly the same for same-sex relationships, but the polarities of the bodies being the same, and, and it sounds like you're open, like if, if someone's going to be listening and, and is in a male same-sex relationship, and they want to send you some feedback about that, it sounds like you're open to that, maybe it'll find its way into a future book of yours.
1: Well, um, I would be very, very interested. Mm. Um, so, yes, a good idea.
0: <laughs> um, a quick point on the relaxed entry. The, the idea there is to, to enter and then to stay relaxed because I think a temptation, particularly for a guy, would be I'm inside you, so now it's time to get excited and get on with things.
1: Well, you know, like I say, you know, you have to change your mind. If you're kind of still expecting the same thing, you need to change one's thoughts and ideas, and if one, if a man is able to just relax and be there and be connected in love, very often a spontaneous erection will arise. Um, where and many men know this experience that they've had erections in love, not to do with getting worked up mm. or feeling horny. Um, you know, it's the main thing is is not black and white, that if a man is able to, you know, if he's in there and he wants to move a little bit, um, not so much back and forth, but, you know, around the corners and so on, it's fine. It's just, uh, you know, just to let things happen more rather than push things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, yeah, and also for man to just be happy to be inside woman without a whole big story you know how does it feel and many men can't feel their penis without a big erection situation excitement and that's sad you know retrain the awareness come and just feel your penis as a simple penis and the more you can enter him rather than objectify him the more he will start to you know respond in an organic way
0: Hmm. perfect diana that makes a lot of sense Uh, I want to remind all of you, you listening, that um, Diana and her partner Michael, as she mentioned briefly, um, do offer retreats every year in Switzerland, and I can only imagine, I have yet to attend, but I can only imagine that those are amazing. So if you want to find out more information about her retreats, her books, uh, and the rest of her work... Um, you can visit livinglove.com. And otherwise, Diana, thank you so much as always for your generous time and wisdom. And it's such a pleasure to talk to you as always. (laughs)
1: Lovely, Neil. (laughs) Okay, so you take care and we'll be in touch.
0: All right, sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Relationship Alive. If you like what you've heard and want to make it easier for other people to find out about us, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have questions or comments or want to continue the conversation, you can always join our Relationship Alive community Facebook group. And for more information about today's episode, visit us online at neilsatin.com slash podcast. Or you can always text the word passion, P-A-S-S-I-O-N, to the number 33444 for more information. Finally, do you have a burning question that you're hoping we can have answered here on Relationship Alive, either for a future or past guest? Let me know and I'll see what I can do.